Hey there, this is Christina Borsetti, and you're listening to the And Then Be Well podcast. Hey, hello, and welcome to the And Then Be Well podcast. I am your host and coach, Christina Borsetti, and we are back for episode four. If you're back for more, thank you for coming back and supporting the show and supporting my dream. And I'm hoping that you are gleaning some information, nuggets of wisdom out of the episodes every single time. And if you're new to the show, I encourage you to go back and listen to those first couple episodes. They're going to give you a better idea of why the show exists and what we're trying to achieve. The show is designed for impact-driven women in midlife who want to thrive, who want to build joy back into your life, who want to inspire you, encourage you, give you some energy so you can go and make an impact at home, in your community, or in the world. So that's why we're here, guys. Today, I have a woman who is jiving and thriving in her life. Julie Madalini is a virtual friend of mine. I put a key note on virtual because we met in early 2021 through a Tony Robbins Facebook group when I was looking to pivot in my business. I've been locked down for over a year. I had to close my studio space down and I was just craving some human interaction from like-minded people. And there was Julie shining like a beacon of hope. I hopped over her Instagram page, The Gypsy Soul, which is her personal brand, where I got to live vicariously through her yellow shoes, which we are going to talk about on today's episode. I know a lot of folks that follow her and also live vicariously through the shoes are going to want to hear the full story, how they came to be, and the travels that they've taken her on. She also tells us about a conversation with her uncle that helped change her life and the different resources and tools that she uses as a personal development junkie as she calls herself to move her life forward and set big goals i really enjoyed our conversation because it was casual it was fun it was talking with an old girlfriend and i think you're going to enjoy it too for all the reasons i just said but also you know in this phase of our life we've said it before we'll say it again things can get really hectic and we can lose a lot of that joy we can lose the fun in our life and i know that after listening to this episode you're going to want to go out and get yourself a big ass calendar from jesse itzler or you're going to go listen to that Ed Milet episode, or maybe you're just going to listen to this episode again to encourage you to go out and do the thing that brings you joy. Before we get into the episode, I did want to forewarn everybody that this episode was the second one that I ever recorded, and I was still learning how to use my Yeti microphone. So I want to apologize for the volume. At times, my voice gets really loud, especially when I laugh. So I sound like a crazy cackling witch. So I apologize in advance. I did try to adjust to all of the automation on the back end for my editing however i don't know how well it came out just for warning to adjust your speakers keep it on a little bit of a lower volume but otherwise you're going to totally enjoy this episode and i'm looking forward to hearing your feedback let's get to the show Okay, so yes, I'm on Instagram, the Gypsy Soul, and it's S-O-L-E, like the sole of your shoe. So um, believe it or not, the yellow shoes are not the original shoes. I keep telling myself that I'm going to tell this story to the world and, you know, Instagram stories, they just, they take so much time sometimes. So, um, but now that I'm putting it out into the world on this podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to hold myself accountable to that. But 
So the original shoes, it was the summer of 2018 and myself and three girlfriends went on a Pacific Coast Highway road trip from San Diego to San Francisco. And it was probably the most epic trip I've ever taken. That sounds awesome. And I spent three and a half weeks Euro tripping, traveled all across America, gone on mission trips, went on a Mediterranean cruise with 30 of my family members, which that one is up there. But this trip was just, it was kind of the beginning of my traveling, truthfully. Yeah. I had traveled prior, you know, with family or to visit specific friends. I'm a huge baseball junkie. So I've gone on trips to try to see all 30 stadiums. I've got, I think 12 left, um, wow. but it was always something very pointed, you know? So this mm -hmm. was kind of, okay, who's going to plan this? And my friends all sort of looked at me. So I went all out and they were so awesome because they were down for everything. I think they were happy to not be planning, but I would send something in the group text, like, Hey, so are you guys down to sleep at a teepee? How about a converted school bus? Can we take a surf lesson? And they were just That's like, awesome. yeah, everything. And we did everything. We hiked, we biked over the Golden Gate Bridge. We saw the Redwood trees. We went on the Warner Brothers studio tour. We went to a Dodger game, Big Sur. We surfed, we picked strawberries at a farm. I mean, it doesn't even feel like half of it, but it was amazing. So before I left, I got new shoes and they're the same shoes as the yellow shoes, the same brand, just with a different pattern. They're Roxy shoes. They're called Bay Shores. We're having the best time. I mean, just the best time. Everything fell into place when is it was supposed to go. We did grossly underestimate the summer temperatures in California. Mm -hmm. Two of us, I live in Florida. One of my other friends was from Florida, one from Texas. So three out of four of us are used to brutal summer heat, California. You assume California beaches summertime is going to be hot, but it was down in like the 60s at night. So we went shopping for jean jackets. And I remember just, you know, when you're on that vacation high where everything just seems amazing. Yeah. We, we didn't go shopping for jean jackets. We went to find jackets and we ended up buying these jean jackets. We looked at the price tag and they were like $17. And we were like, oh my gosh. Like, it's meant to that, be. Yeah. <laughs> in that super giddy state of mind. And we got a parking ticket that night too. And I think we were weirdly like excited about it because we were just, you know, it was just an awesome trip. We also decided that particular night to go dancing, which was not part of the plan. We're halfway through the trip running on fumes and adrenaline and I vacation hard. I don't sleep. I'm up with the sun. And so we ended up at this club, I guess you can call it it's extremely casual. We showed up in shorts with our new matching jean jackets. We had shopping bags with us. And was it like we, 3 p.m.? Was it like what time is this? <laughs> it, was like, it was like nighttime. It was okay. It was dark out. Okay. Okay. It was like, let's go dancing because we were just, you know, in the mood. <laughs> we met, and I use this term loosely, this guy for three hours. We nonverbal danced with this guy. What? We never spoke a word to him. He never spoke a word to us. One we guy. <laughs> Just one guy it was the four of us, this one guy with our shopping bags. It was just a crazy scene, but we were just, we were just on a high in this nightclub in Santa Barbara in flip-flops and shorts. Like, what is this life? Right. I kid you not. We were in a circle, like almost the whole time 
We were yeah. just mimicking what this guy was doing. He was mimicking what we were doing. Oh there were no words exchanged. We joke about it to this day about how we re- we didn't even realize in the moment because you know the music's something whatever. Sure. And when we left and went back to our Airbnb that night, we're like, we didn't speak a word <laughs> to this guy. We don't even know who he was there with. It was just, it was that type of trip where every day you're like, how are we going to top yesterday? And then somehow you did it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we get to San Francisco. I think we were gone for a total of 10 days and this is our final destination. It's about to be the 4th of July, which is my favorite holiday. It reminds me of childhood. Here we are. Yeah. Yes. Recording this. Recording. Yes. People don't know we're recording this just before the 4th of July. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm headed to North Carolina this year. So. Oh, awesome. But it just reminds me of childhood, summer camp, late sunsets, freedom, literally, but that freedom that you have as a kid where the rules are loose, bedtime is, you know, whenever you get tired. Um, And there's this scene from one of my favorite movies, The Sandlot. Oh, I love The Sandlot. (laughs) I know. So it's the scene the night of the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. And I love baseball too. So they're having this block party. And it's got that 90s suburban mom aesthetic, like the tacky red, white, and blue decor and the kids run out and grab a hot dog. And it's such That's a big amazing. deal because it's the, the only night of the year that they can play the night game because their baseball game, their baseball mm-hmm. game doesn't have lights and they're like the fireworks light up the night, yeah. whatever. So it's like, you're up past bedtime, you're playing baseball with your friends, there's fireworks, like it's just poetic, right? This is like my childhood dreams and still my dreams as an adult. So yeah. I'm determined to have this type of 4th of July mm-hmm. in San Francisco. Okay. So we had dropped our car off and we get into an Uber because we're done with the car at this point. And the Uber driver tells us, you guys, it's way too foggy here. We haven't seen fireworks in years. And don't go down to the wharf because it's just going to be crowded, tourists, you know, whatever. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that this trip is going to end. This epic trip where everything's just been perfect Mm -hmm. with a foggy 4th of July and no fireworks. Like that just can't happen. Mm -mm. So, So we had just gotten there. We're starving. And we ask him where we should go eat. And he tells us Nick's Crispy Tacos which I'm super mm. curious if anyone listening to this from the Bay Area, if this is actually an epic place or if we were just loving the life. <laughs> so he tells, us, he tells us it's going to be standing room only, but that's normal. Okay. And I'm like, okay, sounds kind of different for a restaurant. So we get there, the place is packed. I've never been to a standing room only restaurant. Right. And this is not Chipotle style where you order at the counter and then you go, you know, this is full service. And there were tables, but not a lot. They were long taken, a ton of people standing. So they find us, they bring us our food. So imagine, you know, you have your little taco basket tray, yeah. but you don't just get one taco, you get a few small ones. So you're holding your tray in one hand, you're trying to eat your taco with the other hand, you're standing, people are bumping into you, there's music. It was an experience. Yeah. And then it happened. always remember the moment when you first get your new shoes dirty so I'm standing there leaning over trying not to make a mess of myself 
and the taco starts dripping uh, on the taco sauce the yeah. worst <laughs> like oh man my new shoes I can't believe that just happened and you're bummed you know you're like I can wash them you start thinking of all the things and then I had this moment that I immediately was like dude I'm on a road trip of a lifetime with my girlfriends in California the 4th of July is tomorrow this is a souvenir this is like a badge like and I instantly loved it in like a chicks dig scars kind of <laughs> yeah I so, love that yeah so we go on to meet I don't remember to this day how we met these people they were just strangers on the street locals and we're asking them what do we do for the fourth of July this is what the uber driver said and they tell us yeah he's not wrong the fireworks the fog definitely don't go down to the wharf they were like just come to our apartment we have the best view so they give us their address <laughs> I was like time out <laughs> I know I know just come get in this van. It's totally safe. <laughs> right? So the next day we're like, should, should we do it? Like, is this safe? Mm -hmm. Probably wasn't safe. Like, who knows? I lived to tell about it. Didn't get murdered. True. But True. we show up. They're super friendly, warm people. And their friends were, they kind of knew like, oh, you guys are the strangers from the street. Like, welcome. <laughs> As if this was really normal for them. <laughs> just hanging out in this picked apartment. up some new ones today right and they're like all right let's go see the fireworks and I just assumed you know they said they had the best view from their apartment so everybody starts leaving the apartment and we climb I don't even know how many sets of stairs and then they took us in groups of like however many could fit and we scaled this ladder that I don't think we were supposed to be scaling mm. but we ended up on the rooftop and okay. we get to the rooftop and it is crystal clear. The fireworks from San Francisco are going off from Oakland on both sides of the bay. Nobody told us we'd see them. Everyone said it would be too foggy. And we're just looking at each other like, is this, is this even real life? So this was just, I'm, I'm on such a high the entire time. It was the best time. And because I had got these shoes specifically for this trip mm -hmm. I became weirdly endeared to that taco stain I came home and I was like I'm not washing these and every time I would put them on for a while you know they stayed pretty clean minus it was a pretty juicy stain stain yeah I put them on I was like oh man that trip that summer so fun so fast forward to two years later it's the summer of 2020 and my dad um, came to town to help remodel my bathrooms. So I go into my closet and I'm like, oh, these are, it's time. These are the sacrificial shoes. You know, they're gonna get filthy and they're now construction remodel shoes. So one day I scraped a bunch of popcorn off the ceiling and I was just covered in drywall <laughs> dust and chunks of all of it, you know. We had one shower ripped apart. So I told my dad, you know, go ahead and take a shower. And I'm sitting in the hallway on a drop cloth because it was the only safe place for how filthy I was. And I took my shoes off and I was just in this quiet moment. And I'm looking, I'm looking at these shoes, remembering the taco scene. And the world was weird at this point in sure. 2020. This was like two weeks to flatten the curve. And three months later, what's really happening? And I was worried about my job. There was certainly no travel during this time. There was just a lot of perspective to be gained. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at these shoes all filthy and I start replaying that trip in my head in the following two years and everywhere that these shoes had taken me to Europe, to baseball games, to meet my brand new nephew, you know, big moments, little moments, they're trash beyond wear for anything that doesn't involve something messy. And I'm like, wow, these shoes lived a really good life. They're well-traveled, well-loved. And people have told me for years that I should write. Um, and prior to this, my presence on Instagram was like most of the population, just a personal collection of photos and stories. Mm -hmm. And every time I would write something, people would get in the comments and my DMs. Oh my gosh, when are you going to write a book? I love your writing, yada, yada, yada. And I tried to start a blog a few times, but everybody in that space tells you, you have to be a travel blogger. You have to be a food blogger. You have to be a health blogger. You have to pick a lane. And yeah. I just not that fit in a box kind of girl, you know, I love to travel. I love sports. I love a good home project. I'm a personal development junkie. I love to read, write, work out, you know, so many things. And I hated the thought of leaving any of that out. And it just, it didn't feel authentic. There's this quote that I love and I'm, I think it came from Sarah Blakely, but I could be wrong about that. But it says as a kid, they told me I could be anything I wanted to be, but they never told me I could be everything I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And this is like the essence of my character since I've been a small child. I've always had a really big appetite for life. So I thought, what if I told my story through the lens of these shoes? What if they were the thing, you know, the, I'm a shoe blogger. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Create your own category. Right. I'm like, the shoes could be the theme, if you will, the thing that everybody says that you have to have. So I ordered a new pair because those were obviously trashed and just happened to pick yellow. And I am constantly shocked at how obsessed people are with these shoes. It's so crazy. I have, I, people send me pictures all the time of any yellow shoe that exists on the market. One of my friends just sent me a picture last night, actually. They see yellow shoes. They think of me. Yeah. People will check up on me through the shoes. Hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen the shoes in a while. And I'm like, I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. The shoes are good too. So yeah, it's just been fun. It's been yeah. fun to share my life and tell my story through these yellow shoes. That's so awesome. I love everything about that story. I mean, I'm just sitting here and I'm like living vicariously through you. I had a couple of trips back in the day to California myself. So I'm familiar with San Francisco and the fog and the trips all down the coast there. So, you know, I just, it's, it's such a, it's such a great story. on like what led up to the shoes and the original I have to ask, what did you do with the original? Did you, did you bury them properly or saved in a box somewhere with some mothballs? Like it was... <laughs> This is a good question because the yellow shoes, they're pretty ratty. They're kind of on their last leg. And mm -hmm. I recently put up a poll on Instagram and said, you know, hey, what's what do you guys think should be next? You know, ask, asking my followers, do I keep the yellow shoes? Do I get new yellow shoes, get a new color? And in my mind, I had always envisioned, I still, I still have the original shoes. They're somewhere in my house just trashed but i had always envisioned i'm like oh there there's gonna be yellow shoes and then i'm gonna pick a new color and then i'm gonna do a new chapter of life with this new pair of shoes and then after those die we'll move on to the next one you know mm -hmm. and 
So people lost their minds over this poll that I put up. I mean, there were serious, serious opinions. Mm. You cannot get rid of the yellow sneakers. One of my friends was like, obviously you get new yellow shoes and anyone who says differently is an imbecile. (laughs) I was like, wow. Someone was like, I live vicariously through them. Somebody somebody missed the, um, the poll. And when I put up the results... They were like, I didn't get to vote, but you need like capital letters, 27 E's need to keep the yellow shoes. Yeah. So yeah. I agree. I really don't want yellow ones again, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. What I know it's tough though. Cause like people are, they're just, they're bound to that color. They're bound to what it means for them. And it's just, I think it's also such a, I mean, it's such a, a loud awesome color. I don't think I own all my shoes because are tan, white, or black. There's really, there's no color in there. I I'd love to maybe like a, a colored shoelace from time to time. <laughs> I'm getting real crazy, maybe a pale pink, but there's really like, there's no diversity other than that. I'm a pretty standard person, but like, I just love that. I love that. I owned like a, a red Honda Accord once. And I was like, I am the coolest thing. So it's like, now I'm driving like a, like a gray Toyota RAV4. It's such a difference in like where I was in my life versus where I am now. But it is, I think that people, like they see the things that you're doing, which are amazing. You're going out and seeing the world, which a lot of us either a, like just physically can't do it, can't afford to do it. There's no time to do it at that. And so they're just like, wow, I want to follow this girl. And then, you know, they're connecting into the shoes being a part yes. of, of that. And I think that that's really, I know, like personally speaking, you're like, gosh, I just want a new color pair of shoes. <laughs> like, but the world needs the yellow shoes, Julie. You got to stick with them for a little bit long. Maybe, maybe you convert by doing like, one yellow and one red and then you like slowly phase it out i don't know (laughs) who knows right switch it out shoes will be two in october so i'm not gonna get rid of them yet because i kind of like that they look worn and ratty you know i i purposely do all the things in them because i i like the idea of them having lived you know this full yeah yeah Um, finish reading shoe dog and it was so good I was so inspired by that book. I just loved, I loved his mindset on everything. And he was the type of entrepreneur that aspired to be, you know, of course, this guy is a multi-million billionaire. I don't even know, but he, he says all along and for so long, he didn't want his company to go public because it was about him and his friends and his camaraderie and, you know, just this dream that they were chasing. And oh, it was just so inspiring. So I really want to get Nikes and I think I'm going to put yellow laces in them. Yeah. It's a little sneak peek. Some people listening might lose their minds over it, but that's, that's the direction that I think I'm going to go, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, right? Wherever the wind takes you. It's actually a good segue to talk a little bit more about, you know, personal growth because the the women that I, I'm hoping are listening to this podcast are women who are either aspiring to be business owners or are business owners. A lot of us are struggling with different things going on in our lives and we're still trying to pursue those big goals. You said you're a personal uh, development junkie, you know, you're reading Shoe Dog, you're aspiring to be like these entrepreneurs. Like, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Like what's your drives you for personal growth? What pushes you forward into that? 
Yeah. So I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. I think I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I can remember as a kid, my sister would be like, can you help me do something? And I'd be like, yeah, for 50 cents, I will. Um, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but I, I think I've just always had this in me, just this, this big appetite for life. Right. And I think I've always had a pretty good perspective too. This was probably, oh gosh, this was probably 10 years ago now. Um, one of my, I come from a big Italian family. So this is technically my great uncle, but when you're Italian, you just have like a ton of aunts and uncles right. and cousins. My great aunt and uncle lived out in Arizona and my uncle was probably in his late seventies when I went to visit him. Um, he was, he was up there. He, he might've even been close to 80, but Regardless, he would wake up in the morning, he would ride his bicycle six miles, and then he would come home, eat breakfast, go swim laps at the pool, and then he would start his day after all of that. Mm -hmm. And I believe he was 85 when he passed away, somewhere around there. And so while I was there, I just remembered watching him do these, do these things, these physical things at this age, you know? Um, and we had a conversation one night that has always stuck with me and had really a huge impact on me. And he told me, Jewel, whenever it's my time to go, I'm, I've done everything I wanted to do. I'm at peace. I have no regrets. The only thing I have left to do, I would love to see all my grandchildren get married. But other than that, I can go whenever I've done everything I wanted to do. And I remember just thinking, wow, when I get to the end of my life, God willing, several decades down the road, I want to be able to say I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I don't want to get there and have those regrets. And you hear people talk about these things, but when it's someone who you know and you love, and this uncle was, he just, he was that uncle. Even when, even when his name gets brought up these days, there's still a collective like, oh man, Uncle Pat, he was... Yeah, he was a good one. You know, he was just that guy. And um, he just inspired you. And, and so you hear people talk about these things. But when it's someone that you know, you just you, you it hits you on a different level. I was probably I was probably 25 years old when I went to go visit him, thinking then that, you know, he was getting close to, to passing away. And he probably mm -hmm. lived about five or six years after that. But that really kind of changed my trajectory into, I think we think we have so much more time than what none of us know if we even have tomorrow, but mm -hmm. why not just do the things that we want to do today, right now? And it's tough to live like that on a regular basis, but I damn sure try my best. I see that. I hear that, you know, and I think that you can tell that in your storytelling as well. And I just, that's why I think it's just, again, for me personally, why I just love connecting with you and just seeing what you're doing. And it just seems like, so I was listening to Gary Vyrchuk, another hard last name, but um, I was listening to one of his podcasts. And there was something he said today. He was, well, he was in front of a big crowd and out in New Zealand. This is from like 2021. And these, these people keep coming and ask these questions. And he finally gets to a point where he's just like, and again, I'm paraphrasing <laughs> and taking out the swear word. Like he was just like, people just need to make decisions. Like you're never going to know what's on the other side of that other decision you didn't make. 
And it was funny because it's a, a much lesser example, but I'm thinking about this. Like I'm one of those people that goes to restaurants and I'm like, mm, you know, the fish, but if I get this pasta, how am I going to, I'm feeling it out. And every time my husband rolls his eyes and he's like, uh-huh. he looks at the waiter, the waiter looks, they do like the, you know, you know, like, like, oh my gosh, like every, almost every single time. And so I'm thinking, I'm like, why don't I just make the decision? What happens if like I ordered the chicken, you know, but I'm like, oh, wasn't that great. But if I ordered the fish, it might've been that great. You know, like what am I, these life or death choices at the restaurant? And like, this is just a very small example of like the problems that I have with making decisions overall, like going out and just getting it and just doing it. And I think we totally are just overcomplicating everything. And I do think there's a healthy level of like, is what I'm about to do going to affect somebody else in a certain way? hopefully right. in a positive way, right? And the things that you're doing. Then there's also just, just make the decision. Just go out and grab it by the cojones, you know, <laughs> and like yes. do the things. I think that there, there's that. And I think the other part of it is, you know, like the fear concept for people is what holds them back on such a level. And I would say that it doesn't sound like you have a lot of fear you're just, you just kind of go for it. Or do you, do you have a, a healthy dose of maybe, maybe not? What is your? That's a good question. I mean, I definitely have fears, but when it comes to, you know, going and doing, I don't, I, I do feel outside of the country. I definitely feel a lot more timid. Um, on two separate occasions, I was asked to, so I sell yearbooks in the real world. That's my real life job. I was asked to go speak at our international conference once in Spain, once in Austria. Oh, cool. And I was super nervous to go abroad by myself, a female, sure. you know, just the language barriers, all the different things. But in America, um, when I travel domestically, I'm just like, let's go. And I'm that friend yeah. in the group too, where they're like, can you go ask the questions? Like, yeah. I'm not afraid to, yes. I'm not afraid to talk to people. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a very curious person. Yeah. I, love learning and hearing other people's stories and experiences Mm -hmm. and you just don't know if you don't ask so I use um gosh I follow so many people and there's been so many life-changing books podcasts different things that I've picked up along my way tactics that I use or that just have become my mantra one of several of them um, but the Mel Robbins five second rule, mm-hmm. it's good. I don't know if it's top three, but I will say I do, I do five, four, three, two, one all the time, which is just, do just do that countdown and you go, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't, maybe I'm like, I don't want to go talk to this person right now. Or I'm a little bit nervous or whatever the situation is. And something about that countdown, you just, you jump into it. Mm-hmm. And another one is, um, I don't know if you're familiar with Tom Bilyeu. He's the founder of mm. Quest Nutrition and a bunch of other things that he's done. He has, I don't really know exactly what it is, a group, if you will, called Impact Theory. And there's these rules of his group. And I don't know all of them. I think there's like 25, 30 of them. But one of them is, um, I don't do anything that doesn't move me closer to my goals. And so sometimes you hear things like that and they just stick with you. And that's one of them. And I would be lying to say that I don't ever do things that don't move me not closer to my goals. When it comes to that decision-making, sometimes I'm just like, what's going to get me closer to my goal? Or if I'm doing something that I'm like, I don't know if I should be making this decision, that phrase will pop into my head where it's like, is this going to get me closer? And if it's not, it's done for me. It's we're going to pivot and go a different direction. Mm -hmm. No, I like that. I like that. The Mel Robbins one is definitely one of my list. 
I think it's a shorter read too. I think that five second, well, you could also just do it <laughs> to make a decision. You know what I mean? Just when I do first it. heard about the you book, know? I was like, how is she going to write a whole book on right. this, this countdown? But when you, when you, I listened to it on Audible, but when I listened okay. to it, okay, that's good. Yeah. Wow, this is, there's actually a lot to say about this, the science behind it and mm-hmm. all the things. Well, yeah, like demystifying, right? The beliefs system that we have and why we kind of make these decisions. It's a good one. And I'll have to link that in the show notes as too. But you have a top three to five, any like in that top five books or podcasts or um, even, yeah, audibles, whatever that you think that would be beneficial for people that you felt that changed your own life. Yes. So my favorite podcast episode of all time, and it's like 16 minutes long. It's um, by Ed Milet and it's Mm -hmm. called The Secret How I Get 21 Days a Week. Oh, it's so good. I've listened to, anytime I get in a funk, I listen to that podcast episode. I have probably heard it. I can't even tell you how many times and it's short and and almost every time, just whatever's happening in my life, I pick something up from it. It basically, he basically has this concept that he tells how when he was younger, everybody, he was realizing that he was getting turned down from jobs and things because everybody had more experience than him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm young, so I don't know how to get more experience. I can't just make myself be older. So he started, he has this concept of how to, to bend and manipulate time. And he's like, this is arbitrary. Somebody once upon a time said 24 hours are in a day and how we sort of waste so much of that time because we're like, man, it's so much to do. So it's so good. Just go listen to it. Just go listen to it. it. Yeah. Um, But what I love about it too, is he's not like, he doesn't have that. I mean, he's a hustler for sure. I think he has a a good balance of that hustle mentality, but it's not, how do I get more work? How do I make more money? Like work, work, work. It's like, how do I get these things done so I can go have fun so I can spend more time with my family so I can focus on my health. So I'm not constantly reacting to, I can't cause I'm drowning type of situation. Yes. yes. Which is something I know personally, I'm very familiar with. I'm constantly trying to figure out how to balance things. And like you said, not be, be more proactive versus reactive. And I think that's right. cool. So that'll be a good episode for people. I'll link that in. I like that's Ed Milet. I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then I'm a huge, I'm a huge Jesse Itzler fan. He is another person that I just look up to. I'm actually in, so he has a, um, he has an, a business that's called build your life resume. There's different groups within there. That's kind of like the umbrella, if you will. So I'm in his group that's called the big ass calendar club. And he has this algorithm, if you will, for how to, how to build your life resume rather than focusing on your work resume, mm-hmm. just right up my alley. Um, So you do this year defining thing. It's meant to be a challenge, meant to be something that's, that's hard, that's difficult, that's memorable. So that when you look back on your life, it's like, oh, what did you do in 2022? And you're like, who knows, you know, but it's meant to be so big that in 2022, you're like, oh, I did. It's called a a Masogi, which is based off of some, I believe, ancient Japanese principle. I could be wrong about that, Mm -hmm. but. So mine for this year is to do a rim to rim to rim Grand Canyon hikes. I'm going to hike across the Grand Canyon and back. It's like five miles, you know, something, something really that you work for and that's year defining. And then he has a whole bunch of other side things of, you know, just constantly. I remember when I first heard this concept of scheduling 
fun. It was like, I felt icky about it. It was like, just go have fun. But then I realized I stay in touch with so many more people when I just write on my calendar, like call someone to catch up. Those are some of my favorites for sure. Yeah. There's always good stuff out there. And I love that. And I love that you're continuing to pursue that and actually utilizing the tools. That's the thing. Like we go out there and there's so much information and it's great. And a lot of it is free. Right. But then if you're just constantly sticking in that place of just gathering information, like at what point do you actually apply it? You got to do something about it. Yes. And that I feel like that causes a lot of overwhelm for people. And I just, I love that you're using it and, and applying it to your life. And it's, you know, you, I mean, gosh, you're going to, now you're going to, you're going to hike across the Grand Canyon, which how many people can say they did that. That's awesome. But I, I think that's another thing that's really important is getting clarity on just what is it that we love to do? Like what fills us up? You know, I think there's so many people out there that work these jobs that they don't like, or in these relationships that they're unhappy with, or like, man, life is just so short. It's so short. And I go back to that, to that conversation with my uncle. And I'm, and I think, I think about it all the time. I think about how do I get to his age? And it scares me because there's gotta be a diagnosis for this. I know I can't be the only one. I constantly feel like I'm 35. I'll be 36 in October. I constantly feel like, oh my gosh. And in my head, I'm going to live till I'm like 97. I'm like, I only have 61 more years. Like there are so many things I want to do. How am I going to get it all in? You know, the other thing about my uncle too, is he took care of himself. Our health can't be neglected. You can't be 85 years old, riding six miles on a bike every day and swimming laps. If you don't do the things the 80 years prior, there's a thunderstorm here. It's like, what is that? Did someone just drop a bookcase in the other room? Oh my gosh. Keeping it real here. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh um, my gosh. Oh, but if you don't take care of it, you bring it back. Yeah. You can't make it to 85 without having done things for the first 85 years that, that to, to take care of yourself, we, we don't prioritize ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think getting clarity on, on who we are and what really brings us joy, not what brings other people joy, not what we think the world should have us doing, but what, what makes me happy and what do I want to spend my time doing? You know, I see you all the time. I've gotten so much good information from you to have messaged you so many times, like what's the brand of that yogurt or, you know, just things that you share. But if that's your passion and getting these certifications so that you can get this information out to people to help them for, you know, whatever the reason may be, I say run with that because what are you doing? If you don't have your health and you don't have your happiness and you're not giving back, you know, what, what do you really have? Yeah. I would argue. So I think that's really important too. Yeah. It's very important. I think especially with, on the health side of things and health being beyond, right? Like, just like you said, eating like a new cashew butter or, you know, just whatever, getting your nails done. I think it's in a much deeper level that I did a survey a while back to some friends and I said, well, what does wellness mean to you? And they're like, well, it means weight loss. It means, you know, working out. And I think we're still, it's still such a young somewhat of, I would say such a young industry, but it's a young concept, right? Of this mm-hmm. taking care of yourself and being well and being firm about it, allowing yourself to be comfortable with taking care of yourself. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
working a little bit against the grain, you know, saying, saying no to another glass of wine or, you know, going to bed a little bit earlier and things like that. And it's hard. It's hard. It's just as hard as changing those yellow shoes and going to another pair. And, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Like that self-care is figuring out what you want. I know, but you're, it's tough. It's tough when people, when people are, again, going back to your thing earlier, when people are depending on you for the yellow shoes, but yeah, you yes. do you, you do you. I know we've been, we've been chatting for almost an hour now and I feel like I have so many more things I want to talk to you about and I will have to have you back. And so we'll just like girl chat and talk sessions, uh-huh. like the personal growth, happiness and health. You're just so wise. And I just want, I want to have you back and I want to hear more and we'll just oh, more chat. You. Yeah. This is so fun for me. Good. Yeah, this is fun for me too. I don't even feel like we're recording. Hopefully we were because I'm all done just talking to ourselves. But you know, one of the things that I want to like part of my mission is to, and as we've discussed in the show, back into having more joy in their lives. Like let's let's tap back into that, no matter what else is going on in the in their lives in that moment. I always like to ask the question, what is what is you know one thing? that if you could tell people really, it brings you joy, but something that you think other people could benefit from, go with your gut. This might be a controversial thing to say, but <laughs> go to therapy. Yeah. Go to therapy. Therapy has taught me so many things. I consider myself a very self-aware person, but there, I'm not going to get the stat right, but there's something crazy like like 85%, it might even be more than that, of our thoughts are subconscious. Yep. and they're not even present. They're just, our, our brains are reacting on, you know, that inner child that was without a fully developed brain taught something, learned to receive love a certain way, or, you know, to react to something a certain way. And man, when you get clear on why you act the way that you act, even those behaviors about yourself that are ugly, that you don't like, that you look in the mirror that you have to face, I'm so sorry for all this thunder. It's crazy. Could you just, you just tell them to knock it off, please? Okay. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but when you get okay with yourself, it's so much easier to just be a joyful person when you, yeah. you lose those insecurities. And I think there's always going to be some that you have. I don't think that they ever go away fully, but even just to know, oh, this is why I acted the way that I act and, and I understand it. And so let me just pivot and you know, go back in a different direction. Um, But I heard this quote this one time, again, I'm so bad at attributing where these come from, but it says, um, when you, when you, oh, let me think I got to get it right. When you are truly yourself, you give other people permission to be the same. Mm. And so, you know, talking about that whole, um, having another glass of wine and, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are in the same camp as you, I think is really, really important. I don't drink, um, just a personal choice, mainly for health benefits. And honestly, I got to a point in life where I was like, why do people even do this? I think they do it because they just feel like they're supposed to. I believe so many people drink and they don't even realize that they don't like it. They're not even having a fun time. Yeah. Play a lot of sports and stuff. So every once in a blue, everybody always begged me, just come to the bar, come to the bar. And I'll never forget this night. I went to the bar and they're playing this long table probably 40 people obnoxious game of flip cup mm-hmm. and they're like come play with us so I went to the bar and I got a pitcher of water and I remember these two girls were like oh what can we have some and it was just like 
sometimes you just need someone else to let you know that it, it's okay to it's drink. It's okay. Nobody, nobody is judging us. Nobody cares. They're all worried about themselves. Right. So I think, you know, mental health, physical health, I think they're all connected, but therapy, <laughs> therapy is... <laughs> The thunder gods are confirming, they're cheering, they're cheering for therapy. It's so valuable. So yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. And I and I tend to agree that I find that yeah, I finally like I hated therapy growing up because I was forced into it as a kid. My parents got divorced. They want to put me in therapy to make sure that I was mentally stable. I was like, I want to be here. This is lame. You know, so I had such a, there was such a stigma against it as well. And then, you know, now that I'm in my forties, well, probably, yeah, I was like early in the pandemic, I was like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to get a therapist and say that it was just, it's so helpful to talk to a third party, totally disassociated with your life. And to just, to just talk just to someone who's actually, you know, listen, you're paying them to listen, <laughs> guide you along the way. And I do, I do. I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of that. So that's a good one. So. Yes. Awesome. Therapy. All right, Miss Julie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. We're going to have so many links in the show notes. Yes. I'm going to do a lot of things. I'm going to have to ask you afterwards so I can get all the names right and all the things. And like I said, I'm definitely going to have you back because this was great. And I feel like there's so much more that we can talk about that people are going to resonate with you. So awesome. I'm here for it. Yeah. And we need to find out, you know, what the ultimate decision was with the shoes. That's like really, yeah, it's a big thing. Yes. That's really what we're here for. <laughs> okay. All right, girl. I will talk with you soon. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. All right. I really loved having that conversation with Julie. I was enthralled the whole time. I do the interviews on Zoom and you just look at my face and I'm just sitting there. I should have had a bowl of popcorn listening to her story. It was awesome. I was there with her. I was there with her friends. I was living vicariously through the yellow shoes and to also be inspired by her goals that she sets, I too, was, I need to get myself a big ACE calendar and I need to plan some life events that make the year worth looking back on. I hope that you also were able to take away some bit of wisdom, encouragement, inspiration that will help you in your own journey. Of course, if you want to connect with Julie, she's over on Instagram at the gypsy soul. It's the gypsy.sole. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and were able to take what you needed and leave what you don't so you can thrive on your own terms. Next week, I am popping in for a quick pep talk to talk about how you can reach your goals. I know you've probably heard this stuff before. This is something that I teach my clients. It's worked for me. It's why we're sitting here having this conversation because I was able to use this methodology to reach my goals. I know it's going to be helpful for you, whether you're trying to learn a new skill set or you got a big goal for 2023. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button and grab yourself a notebook and a pen so you can take notes next week. I promise this is a method methodology that will help you successfully reach those skills and goals in 2023 or whenever you're listening to this episode in the future. Have a great day, a great week, and I will talk with you soon. Bye.